space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode, Bound by the Limelight, starring Carly Minardo as Katya Bushnikova, Christopher Hastings as Dr. Thomas Dewey, Taylor Moore as Legs Loveless, Tim Platt as Groomda, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. The Concilium Vanguard is an organization dedicated to science, exploration, and diplomacy. But even these cosmic voyagers make time for culture. (laughs) We open on a conference room on the Cavalier, with sweeping windows letting in the starlight and a table moved to the corner of the room, as four crew members, scripts in hand, rehearse a scene from a play. Legs Loveless, the ship's pilot, is wearing his signature vest and a dance belt and dance shoes. (laughs) You can see him getting into the mood and he speaks his first line. Just tell Rachel I need to talk to her. Katya Bushnikova is wearing her usual engineer garb. Um, She looks amazing in it, even for her young middle age of 40 and she's got some grease smeared on the front. It's clear that she was dragged away from some important engineering work to rehearse this scene. For the last time, Max, N-O, not gonna happen. Not in this life or the next. And introducing uh, the ship's ear, nose, and throat doctor, Dr. Thomas Dewey, the 26th. He's a man in his uh, mid-40s. And he's uh, got hair that grows only out of the sides and back of his head. Um, this is his downtime, and so he's um, he's wearing a very deep-necked tank top. And in the play, he plays Father Orphix. Oh, here we go again. Another sermon. And so what if it is a sermon? D- Dad, I know it scares you, but... You have to start thinking about what comes next. Ever since, ever since, Mom, I'm not ashamed of my faith, Dad. And you can taunt and sneer and mock, but you of all people should know that the pain you don't deal with stays here, sticking to the people you leave behind like glitter on glue. (laughs) She's right, you know. And don't you try to be helpful. 
if you're not breaking my sister's heart with your making this whole town a laughing stock with your little videos. And so what if I am making this whole town a laughing stock? You all pretend like this is a little slice of paradise. Heaven on earth. Not for me. Never for me. Katya's like Katya is like starting to feel this energy coming coming from legs. And she's generally flustered, genuinely flustered when she says, Well, that's because That's because I burnt down the guitar center and salted the earth so no new music store can grow. Yeah, I know. I've heard that my whole life. Well, I was eight. How long do I have to suffer for what I did as a kid? If my little videos, as you call them, are so embarrassing, then maybe you should have treated me better. In fact, the only person who ever treated me like a normal guy was Rachel. You won't let me see her. There is sweat on Katya's top lip. That's because she's pregnant. And so what if I am pregnant? Rachel! Enter Groomda. He is a pile of tentacles. There are two <laughs> tentacles that form the outer eyes, so you cannot see eyeballs within them. Though you can assume they're there because this man can see. He can talk. And of course, he can act. <laughs> oh, and so what if I am pregnant? Rachel! Rachel, go back to the push-up room. I've already done my push-ups for the day, Audrey. <laughs> so what if I'm pregnant? This may not be what you wanted for my life, but it's not your life. And if this child makes videos half as funny as their dad, well, this town should count its lucky stars. Also, the push-up room smells. Dr. Dewey does a... He puts his hands in the air. So what if the push-up room smells? I use it as storage for my fingers. Every day I cut off one of my old wrinkled fingers. Swish, swish. And then I hide it somewhere in the push-up room. New fingers grow back. That's my whole thing. Not that my children care. And the fingers rot, which accounts for the smell. And so what? The push-up room was your mother's idea. I wanted to make it a real workout room with weights on the treadmill. Where she got her way and I get mine. I want my fingers to smell up the push-up room. I want it. Dad, I... It's time you knew. I'm naming the child Fingies. Oh. Okay, can we take five? Well, well uh, yeah, uh, of course we can take five. I mean, everyone's destroying their scene. Really, eating up the scene work. Chewing up the scene work. That's what they say, yeah? Chewing up the scene work? I, I feel like maybe I need to uh, work on some transitions with lines, legs, if you are available later to go through them. <laughs> you know, uh, pretty busy schedule coming up this week, but you know I can always find time for theater. Great, yes, I'm also busy uh, most times, but I will also make time and room for theater, as you say. Yeah, we should, uh, we should run these lines. I want to get the beats down. Well, if this is a twin, Doc, I wouldn't mind running some lines with you as well. I know my own Dixon could use some work. Not because I speak weird, but because clarity of purpose has always been important to the stage. And to me, Groomda. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, I'm still having a hard time nailing down um, what I consider to be uh, the ideal version of my character's role. Legs has uh, sort of draped a white towel around his shoulders and he's patting his forehead dry with it. He grabs a plastic bottle of Poland Spring water. <laughs> takes a big glug from it. 
Oh, it's always, always feels ten degrees hotter in here. <laughs> you are working up sweat, as they say. Well, I just, I see so much of myself in, uh, in Maxwell. It's hard not to get caught up in it. I am having a hard time relating to Audrey. She has, uh, she does not seem to have proficiency in any particular applied science. I know some uh, old Meisner techniques I could show you if you want to come to my quarter sometime. But of course, I'll have to frisk you first. None of your oh. commie daggers or guns are oh. allowed in these quarters, oh. let me tell you. Oh. We'll, we'll have a cultural exchange, but don't think for one second I haven't forgotten who you are. Oh, oh well, you've made some in- incorrect assumptions about, uh, once again, about Astro-Soviet Collective, but I will let it slide in the, the name of the arts. And she kind of like looks at uh, Groomda and like winks. Ah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Speaking of slides, everyone, let's do some theater games. Groomda theater st- games will have to hold for a moment. Because just as Groomda proposes a terrible idea, a brilliant flash of blue light erupts off the port bow. Zap! I need everyone to make a feelings roll. Ooh. Feelings is over, right? Feelings is over. Three, I failed. Three, I failed. Five, I succeeded. Legs is emotionally exhausted, rolled a two, and failed. Great. So, those who had the misfortune of facing the port side windows during the flash find themselves momentarily blinded. As the flash fades, your vision remains fuzzy as you reflexively rub your eyes. Groomda, who does not have what any of us might consider eyes yet somehow can see, is unaffected. If you were lucky enough to not be facing the window, great news, your eyes are fine. You soak in your surroundings with renewed appreciation. If you turn out to the windows, you'll see the light slowly fading, then suddenly blinking out. What could it be? A sun going nova? A distant galactic battle? It's probably not those things since I'm listing them here, but I'll leave it up to the crew of the Cavalier to discover that on their own. Wow, you know what they say about flashes of light? They always give you greater appreciation for what you can see. Because in that split second, it's like, oh, wait, can I ever see again? And then it's gone, and you're like, well, I can see forever. Forever and ever and ever. And for as long as I want, Groomda sees more than the eye. Uh, lets them see, usually. Uh, Legs, you're looking at me like I'm a gosh dang buffoon. Well, you turn the lights off for one of your weird theater games, Groomda. What's going on? Lights off? Wait. None of you can see? No! <gasps> There's a light. It's flashing into the distance. But what could have caused it? It's not system malfunction, I don't think. I think it was coming from outside of the ship. So it could be an alien. Or extra sh- Not extraterrestrial, but extra ship. Outside the ship. We're blind! Oh, right. I'm sorry. We're fu- blind! I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. What do we do? Wait, you are ear, nose, and throat doctor. Fix... I'm not obstetrician! But they are neighboring organs, yes? Did you say obstetrician? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leave it. Great, great. That's how little he knows about eye doctors. (laughs) Here's what I'll do. I'll call out to the light and see if it answers me in that tongue which you all can currently hear. An audio tongue. Rather than the visual tongue, which you all which you all fail to see slurping upon your little eyes. Groomda! I've got a better idea. <laughs> Everybody calm down. This is just like flying a spaceship. Sometimes you gotta fly blind. And and legs, as you say this and as you blink, you are starting to you are starting to have some vision comes back. It's like you have it's like you lost your glasses almost. It's, everything is very blurry. First, let's make sure we haven't been exposed to any sort of strange shrink of radiation. Computer! 
Yes. Yeah, there she goes. There she goes. <clears throat> Hello, legs. Computer, did sensors indicate any sort of strange radiation in this part of the ship? Sensors detect no external radiation sources. Well, okay, at least we're not going to turn into slime. Computer, did any damage occur to exterior of ship or uh, force fields? No external damage detected. Sensors do indicate large photonic burst, approximately six light years away. Some superficial damage has been recorded in the ship's arboretum. The arboretum? But that's where the bananas grow! <laughs> if the light from six light years away was enough to temporarily blind us, God, it must have really damaged the plants. What'd it do to our tomatoes? <gasps> Friends, I hate to say this, but I think we must put our acting exercises on hold while we investigate the arboretum. Well, as much as it pains me to say this, I can still only kind of see. Grunda, you'll have to lead the way. Everyone, oh, this is perfect. We'll combine acting with exploration. Everybody, hand on the shoulder in front of you. We'll have to lead by touch and thrust. An actor thrusts their castmate, just like a sipmate thrusts their sipmate. And we are all actors and sipmates. That's a double dose of fun. Your vision has returned. Oh, oh, okay, goodness. thank God. Let's thank go. Thank goodness. Computer. Yes. What is the name for an eye doctor? Optometrist. Ah, I was so close. I knew something felt wrong. This is fascinating because if light from how many light years away? Six. Yes, Six. If, if that reached us at blinding capacity, this is fascinating. I would like to explore output levels. And Katja is going to take out a little meter that is clipped to the side of her belt. And it. Um, okay. I'm going to suggest... That this uh, has a like has reading levels for like like the wattage of nearby light sources and stuff like that. Great. So I'd like to see if it was a very powerful. If I can deduce the the strength of the original signal. The the light source has dissipated. Yes, but it would have. I'm I'm proposing that it would have recorded on this meter that she has on her. I see. I see. Okay. Great. Uh, Carly, can you make a lasers roll to see if you are able to pick any of that up? Yeah, Uh, I rolled a three. Great. Okay. Your meter was able to detect the energy spike of the strange flashing light. By deciphering and decoding the energy signature of the light source, you are able to recognize for only a moment it was raising and lowering in frequency at regular intervals, but not with the exacting precision of a machine. Could something organic have produced this flash? This is very, very interesting indeed. Have a look at this meter. Do you see the irregular intervals? This could have been organic in nature. Well, no better way to test that hypothesis than checking the arboretum, where we can learn about bananas and tomatoes and all other foods we enjoy, eh? My cloves. Your cloves? My cloves. Garlic cloves? Groomda, have I never shared a hand-rolled clove cigarette with you? A uh, uh, hand what? What a wet? Buddy, if we get through this alive... <laughs> I got a treat at the end of that rainbow. A treat? Woohoo! I enjoy that. And also, I would love if this treat would kill my lungs. I we hate cut them. to the arboretum. <laughs> Thank you so much. Groomda has dissolved into different tentacles, and he is moving around the arboretum to different trees, different plants, different growths to inspect if there are any changes that might cue him into the unnatural, or perhaps too natural source of this light source thing. Fuck. Source. Can you can you make a lasers roll? Yeah, I can. And I have failed. Okay. All you can see is that some of the flowers in the arboretum have uh, shriveled up 
they've been exposed to too much light, it overloaded their photosynthesis, and they they died. Most of the hardier plants, the crops, the trees, they seem more or less okay. Well, some of these flowers are overwatered, but that's not, that's just the fault of who's ever running this goddamn fuck place. Excuse me? <laughs> yes? And Ship's Gardener, uh... Penny Marshall? What's your name? Ship's <laughs> what's and, your name, pal? And Ship's Gardener, Penny Marshall, <laughs> walks... Yes. You want to take a second? No. Okay. Penny Marshall's a great suggestion. And Ship's Gardener, Penny Marshall, walks into view wearing her signature green overalls and carrying a little watering can. You know she's on the job. Ah, exactly the person I'm looking for. You're using too much of that watering can on these flowers. That's why the- It wasn't the water. What? And she, her red hair, uh, swings behind her. It wasn't the water. It was that, that damn light. Okay. Ah, you saw the light too. <laughs> Lucky I didn't see it. I was in the bathroom. Was the effect on the... Oh, so perhaps you cannot answer, but I'm curious if you know if effect on plants was instantaneous. As I finished my business, I came out and saw those petals <laughs> falling. I don't know. Did you take time to wash hands? I am, I'm only asking to deduce how much time was spent. Yes, of course I washed my hands, but I don't know, I don't know why I'm getting interrogated. I'm just the chip's gardener here. Hey, let's all... Smoke a clove cigarette. The cloves are fine. Oh, I've heard enough about your clove cigarettes, legs... It's nice to finally meet you. I see you've been getting my messages about taking care of my clothes. <laughs> They're beautiful. Nice to meet you. Have we met before? <laughs> I'm so sorry. As the pilot of the ship, I meet so many of the crew. Yeah, down in Port Starboard, you meet them all the time. Just like you met me three years ago. Oh, right. Red hair. Dirt under the fingernails. That's me. Although I do wash. Right. Yeah, I think the... You suggested I could grow my own cloves here. It was your idea. That's all coming back to me now. Penny, I'm so sorry. It's been a while. It really hasn't, because I still run into you all the time in the corridors. Oh, just, sure. You just I, I've, I've noticed that as well. Feign ignorance as I try and make eye contact. But now here you are in my arboretum. This took intense personal turn, and uh, we are at the uh, beginning of mystery right now. Wait, Katya, if you're st if you're still struggling with how to play your acting scene, observe how these two are talking to each other. Perhaps the subtle tension that they are uh, earnestly giving can be recreated for the stage. This is my personal life. It's not your fodder for acting class. Um, Katya is taking notes. Grumdo uh, 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 winks at Katya. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were so protective of your personal life. For me... Why wouldn't I be? It's my personal life. Because personal life can create... Because just like a seed can create a blooming flower, a personal life can create a blooming story that entertains everyone and kills the seed itself. And I remember you had an ear infection six months ago. Yes, hi, Dr. Dewey. Hello, how is your ear? <laughs> it's... Is it still dripping with goo from the infection? No, goo gone. Ah, I'm a good doctor. Well, this, you, this I have to say, I have to say, you were a miracle worker. There was, an, you can be honest, so much goo. My ear was dripping with goo. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, the doctor looks right at legs. It was like, dripping with so much stinky goo. Well, so it looks like these plants just had an uh, unusually hot day. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got a question about the goo. 
How? Then it's all clear, Doc. You got a question about my ear infection? Well, I have a question for the doctor. Uh, you have a question for the doctor about my ear infection? Katya, well, pay attention. Goo can happen to anybody, it sounds notes. like. But my question is, how would the goo disease be transferred from person to person? <laughs> Through the... Well, I suppose the uh, the infection could uh, take harbor in any of a body's holes. Any soft inner tissue is ripe for a goo of a virus. He is speaking of mucous membranes. Yeah, so we got goo hole going around the ship. <laughs> I I believe I was exposed to some Venusian marigolds. Yeah, what, what time is there a timeline on the exposure? Well, it was six months ago, and that was. Two and a half years after the last time we spent any time together, Leg. So I don't think you have much to worry about. I'm just covering my bases. Yeah, you're very good at that. Legs, yeah. do you have gooey holes? No, thank God. So about the plants. Actually, <laughs> he is checking. Everyone is waiting. With I'm just, breath. Hold on, no, I'm taking stock. No, I don't think I have goo hole. Great. Well, if it's in your ear, you come to me. Anyways. <laughs> luckily... You know, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a project for me now that all these flowers have died. But luckily, none of the other plants were harmed. However, if another one of those flashes happens, I don't know what's going to happen to the rest of the plants in here. Gardner, can I call you Gardner? No, you can call me by my name. Penny, are you familiar with ELO? <laughs> Emission of light organic. It's a rare <laughs> phenomenon. It's where a, a, an enormous source of visible light is created, but it's not a machine source. It's a living thing. It was organic, the pattern. And uh, she shows, uh, Katya shows Penny the me- the reading from her meter that showed the irregular intervals. Just to be, okay, I'm a non-commissioned officer. I'm, a, I'm the gardener. I don't, this is, I mean, this is all frankly above my pay, my pay grade. If, How much are you making? I'm level three. You are level three, okay. Yeah, on the pay, on the pay grade. So I have not been level three. I was, you know, I am exchange. I exchanged at the higher level. Okay. Um, that's cool, Katya. We don't really want to brag about our oh, pay differences. I'm not bragging. You must understand in Astro-Soviet Collective, there is a, a pay transparency. If I were you, I would probably head to the bridge and maybe Legs could uh, whip out his steering wheel and take you to the source. That is a great idea. That's actually a great idea. Legs, do you mind, or do you want to take a moment to uh, uh, walk down memory lane with uh, Miss Marshall? I think I've walked far enough, thank you. You do? Yes. Thanks for your help, Penny. Uh, and hey, listen, uh, if the goo doesn't come back in six weeks, you know, answer my emails. And if it does, you come see me. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll certainly be looking you up, Dr. Dewey. Okay, only... Uh, certainly? Don't... Oh, never mind about what I said. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't want to get goo hole. Is that it? This is, look, let me make the subtext text. I don't want the goo hole. <laughs> it's called an ear infection. It's called an ear infection. And it cleared up. I am sorry that your impoverished level of income has made it difficult for you to see. Get out of oh, By saying impoverished, you realize how that's a value judgment. And Penny Marshall shoes them out of the arboretum. Oh, oh hey, hey, you're oof, oof. quit suing me. Quit suing me. We cut to the bridge. Groomed up in the bridge. <laughs> There's a spotlight in every room and it's always on groomed up. I have the, the biggest suspension of disbelief is that the crew would let groomed up live. There is no way the contract hasn't tried to assassinate Groomda. <laughs> I, I, what can I say? I, I think dynamics are funny. I don't know. I think dynamics are okay. Groomda's here. Okay, like. 
legs. I'm pinpointing the coordinates of the light disruption. If I, I'm going to send them your way if you can guide us there using your piloting techniques. Groomda, make a laser's roll to see if you can determine those coordinates. That is a failure. Thanks, Groomda. Yeah, this is uh, this will put us right... Oh, no. Oof, bad news. Uh, looks like the course we'll have to take is going to take us right back into Corexian space. Wait, so did I fuck up here, or are you being an asshole? <laughs> Groomda! Let me look again. <laughs> I fucked up. All right, I'm causing more problems than I'm helping. So I'm going to... Groomda, make another lasers roll. Okay. Failed. Wait, but is that your number? No, I'm two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't make a lasers roll. You can't... You, you're you're bad. Yeah, I'm a bad scientist. <laughs> Great. I'm a bad scientist. Uh, Legs, the coordinates you receive from Uh Grimda on the second pass are for Earth. (laughs) If these coordinates are correct, this could be the voyage home. (laughs) We would have to give up the mission. Legs, keep keep your eye on prize. Uh, Eye on prize, right, right, right. Can I try to do coordinates? Sure, Katya. Okay, thank you. Thank you, computer. (laughs) I, I rolled my number five. So it's a raging success, isn't it? Great. You, they, Carly, celebrate. That's a laser feelings roll. Holy shit. I have coordinates right here. Carly, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. Am I falling into a trap by playing characters who are horny all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is makes for good episodes. Thank you. Now ask me a, a question about the plot. Okay, so Katja and I both have a theory, which is that perhaps it was a distress signal. Am I warm? In some interpretations, you are correct. Okay, okay. So so Katya, Katya can have that hunch. Okay. Katya, you look like you've seen a ghost. What's going on? I was looking again at signal waves, and I am thinking perhaps because of organic nature, what if this was distress signal, and they are casting wide net to try and get help from far or near? Hmm. Your communist instincts of solidarity might have allowed you to pick up on something... I, with my cold-hearted analytical pilot's mind, couldn't. Hmm. Sure. In my experience, following a hunch is always the correct uh, path. I think Penny Marshall would tell you you are following too many hunches. Well, she seemed to be, love the hunches I was following at the time. But, you know, I, I respect, you know, if things have taken a different color in the present, that's, you have to yeah, respect Yeah, it's not like things can change after three freaking years. Ten. I mean, we're all, three, three years later, we're all different people. So if she ever said anything specifically, you know, we were all, listen, we all change. It's a ship of Theseus, you know? Like, there's a lot of things I liked back then and like to have done to me back then. I would never. Here are coordinates. To, oh, now see, these make sense. Legs, you receive coordinates for the Theta system. The Theta system is an oft-ignored star near the edges of Corexian space. The yellow dwarf star at its center gives off little energy and besides a pesky field of asteroids, has no orbiting planets. An alert pops up on your console. There is an orbiting planet? A new, uncharted planet? In a system this old? Very strange indeed. If Meredith Chesterfield were here, her mission would be accomplished. But unfortunately, she's on a week-long meditation retreat in Holozone 6 and will miss this whole event. Something else piques your interest. A ping on your console notifies you that the planet contains massive deposits of galaxium, enough to power your ship's engines for weeks. Galaxium? 
But that's the month, month that the ship go go when the month is in the, it's, it's fuel. Mouth. Just call it fuel. It's fun to be playful about things sometimes, Katya. Maybe you'd learn that if you had tentacles like Gwumda. Tentacles go all over and they come back. And groomed is back in front of you, gorgeous and kind. I think, I think maybe I was a fool to look to you for advice on any subject. A fool and his money are soon parted. Speaking of parts, let's get back to the play after we solve the method. <laughs> am I am I allowed to? Can I sit in one of these empty chairs on the bridge? Yeah, I, go nuts. Oh. I've got I've got like the rest of the day off, so this is fun uh, to be on the bridge and uh, see a space mystery. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, there's no relationship like the, the brotherhood, sisterhood, the, the personhood of just other members of the vanguard, except for one thing: those of us bound by the limelight. What? You're you are looking? talking about light signal from old Earth tradition. They would use lime to illuminate the faces of thespians who dared to tread those boards. <laughs> it became a sort of synecdoche for the entire art form itself. The lime light. The light of the lime. The light of the theater. The light that shines on all of us now. Something perhaps more holy and important than even our vanguard oaths. I don't think that's true. That's fair. You know, we're all different people and we have different takes on things. Engaging! <laughs> The ship exits hyperwarp, and you arrive in orbit around this new planet, Theta-1, but quickly discover you aren't alone. Remember those asteroids I mentioned earlier? The proximity alert sounds as the ship is rocked by an impact. Moving into a closer orbit looks safer, but there are some big steroids headed your way. Quick, what do you do? Engage shields! You can make a laser stroll. Yay, I got a one! Okay, shields up, but you can still feel asteroids bouncing off of the ship's shields, and you can see that uh, the power levels for the shields slowly ticking down. You're still in the middle of this asteroid field. Can't take too much more of this. I'm trying to see if I can chart a course. Uh, it's not looking good. Will this help? And, and uh, uh, turns out that Dr. Dewey sat down uh, in the gunner seat and he pushes a button. He starts to shoot at the asteroids. He just pushes a big button to shoot. Okay, you can make a laser's okay, roll. thank you. Oh, I've nice. succeeded. One. I rolled cool. a one. Uh, Thomas Dewey, or yeah, Dr. Thomas Dewey presses the fire button and fires a single vaser at a single asteroid, <laughs> vaporizing it. There are now only 2,436 asteroids remaining in this asteroid field. Thomas, would you like to ask me a question? Oh, uh, yes. Should I hit the button a whole bunch more times? You can, yes. All right. He starts. He, this is. He turns to the rest of the crew, like, "Is that one great?" Yeah. And he keep keeps it coming, and, he, and he keeps shooting. He's just slapping at a single button. Great. To fire vasers. As he's firing vasers, there are still asteroids he can't hit out of the ship's range, but still impacting the ship. Legs, you're going to have to do some fancy flying still to get us out of this. <laughs> hey, listen, dodging asteroids is no problem for me. Just ask my cousins who bullied me by throwing rocks at me while I the stood on a rock. The ship shakes from the impact of another asteroid. <laughs> Legs, get your head out of theater, Cloud, and put it into I can't. I, I was re- re- 
Groom, Groom the noticing that Legs is super tense and not being able to focus on his task, which is piloting. He uses his tentacles to scientifically give him a massage on, on all of the pressure points on his back, neck, and shoulders to make sure he is in tip-top shape to fly. And this is intuitive. Groomjet, you're going to make a feelings roll, and I think as a being made of tentacles, you're going to be an expert at this kind of so that's, work. So, so I, You can roll twice. Ooh, yep. One of these is a six. The other one? A two, which is mine. So that's a laser's feelings, too. It's a huge success. Nice. You get a laser feelings roll Beautiful. and a success. Legs, knots you didn't know were there. They are hardened. Knots from childhood. Knots from tension and anxiety you felt as a little legs become for the first time released. You feel a relaxation and pleasure you may have never felt before. Before you uh, get to experience that. Groom Day, you can ask me a question. Tim, you can ask me a question. Um, uh, my question is... Um, Tim, do a, do a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Tim, can you do a good one? Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, Tim. Yeah? Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, good, how are you? What's your name? So this is an edit point. <laughs> we'll cut all this. Great. Uh, my question, is this light source dangerous? We wouldn't be here if it wasn't. <gasps> Hot. Leg says, my body is my instrument. The, the the ship rocks to the left, Whoa. rocks to the right, Whoa. suddenly Whoa. slows down. Whoa! Suddenly speeds up. Whoa! I crumble, man. You're gonna make a lasers roll, since you're uh since you're an expert at this, since this is piloting, since this is hot shot piloting. Yes. You're gonna get to roll twice. Oh shit! <gasps> Two successes, Daddyo. With a nimbleness you haven't felt in the ship's flight since Legs took that vacation on Mars nine months ago. The ship glides through the asteroid field with deftness, like it was a pleasure cruise on the Milky Way, baby. You dodge asteroids left, right, up, down, port, starboard, aft, bow. And in a moment, you are clear of the field and have entered into a safe orbit around this new strange planet, Theta-1. Sorry about that, folks. I, um... You know, even the best of us pilots, sometimes we get in our heads. And it's up to our castmates to, you know, help us remember some of the basics. Breathe. And theme. Fantastic work on piloting and speechifying your feelings to an adoring crowd. Now, let's go try to find this light source and soothe it back into dimness so we can get back to acting. What? We're being hailed by someone on the planet's surface. Hello, this is Dr. Dewey. I'm getting to spend some time on the bridge. How are you? On your view screen, you see the inside of a rundown shack, something that might belong to a disappointing uncle. (laughs) Facing you is what appears to be a human man with several cybernetic implants, particularly his head. His whole head is a robot head with a large green Z painted on the side. He greets you. Why, hello there. Can't say I'm not surprised to see Vanguard folks out in this neck of space. But where are my manners? I am Zebulon Nebulon, Galaxian Prospector. Greetings, Zebulon Nebulon. Uh, You're correct. We are Vanguard, and we're here to inspect a freaky light. (laughs) Oh, you caught that. You caught that little light show. Yes, was that a signal that you sent on purpose? No, we, we had some problems drilling some new holes down here. You have a problem with drills, or...? No, these... Oh, ho, ho, ho. Lady, if you, I don't know if you know drills, but these are uh, Primo Hitachi drills. 
These are primo Hitachi drills. Say, I'm a good host. Why don't you send a lending party down here and I'll tell you about the whole thing. Sure. Uh, do you need any medical help? We were temporarily blinded by the light six light years away. I assumed that those of you at uh, Ground Zero were hurt even more. Oh, no, I'm okay there, buddy. And Zebulon knocks his metal head. With this noggin, I'm okay, protected from those blinding light flashes. My eyes, you see, aren't actual eyes. Not actual eyes? That's kind of like Gwunda's eyes. Kind of. My tongue's still real, though. And he opens his mouth and his sticks his human tongue out. <laughs> ah! Wow, that's incredible! Let's go visit, guys! I want to meet this man myself! I would love to inspect these Hitachi drills. And again, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day, so it could be fun to go down, see what's happening. Maybe something happens to your throat. <laughs> Can help? I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Mean, would you just slam cut down to the planet? We slam cut down to the planet. Whom does on the planet? <laughs> Grunda gets hit by an asteroid. <laughs> Grunda gets hit by a space bus. <laughs> Grunda's been hit. Oh no! Everyone quiet, quiet, quiet for Grunda. <laughs> Everything about this planet feels fragile and new. Huh. The surface is covered on every inch with a soft teal lichen. The sky, also teal, is only faintly lit by the Theta Sun, occasionally shadowed by the passing ring of asteroids. An alert on your wrist comm indicates that the atmosphere here is about one-third the strength of the Earth's and has a much higher concentration of hydrogen. Breathable, but only just so. In the distance, you can see what can only be Zebulon Nebulon's shack, sitting next to a massive series of galaxium tanks and a towering derrick pumping into the planet's crust. <coughs> hey, it's not too good around here for Gwumda. <coughs> but still breathable. Doctor, are you perceiving anything about the what my some of this air might do to people's throats? Yes, it sucks. Ah. And uh, Doctor Dewey uh, taps uh, his deep V on his tank top twice, and a, a space helmet uh, pops out of nanoparticles to cover his head. And I want to let the listeners know that during that bit of description from Joe, Tim wrote the word. <laughs> teal down in a notebook and, and circled, circled it. it. <laughs> this is the first time we've been recording together in person in a long time, and it's great to see how the sausage gets made. It's the color of the sky. So should we look up and on the, the color of the ground? Oh, fuck. <laughs> circle it again. Circle it again. You missed it. You missed it. It's the lichen on the ground. Maybe underline? There you yeah. go. Now it's a fucking mess over there. Oh, an exclamation point for the fans. <laughs> hey, look. I got a bad feeling about these minor characters. Yes, Why I... is this? I don't know. Call it pilot's intuition. Call it a hotshot guess. But <laughs> something about their motivations. I don't know. A little too... little too what? A little too cavalier about the flash of light. <laughs> hey, that's like the sip. Uh, that's why I hesitated. Very funny. Zebulon, no. may I ask? Is there a reason? He's not here. Oh, He's Zebulon. down in the shack. The shack is Zebulon! like... Zebulon! No, wait, 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 wait. Got you, got you. Yes? <laughs> And Zebulon comes out of the shack. I have a question for He's you. He's accompanied by a woman. She looks, she's about Zebulon's height. Uh-huh. She, nice. has, she has a human head but robot arms. Mm. And some of the most beautiful auburn hair you've ever seen. It's wavy Ooh. and bouncy. Ooh. And she's got it tied in a, a loose ponytail. Lovely. But it goes down to her waist. 
suggested. Um, I have a question about your, if you don't mind, cybernetic enhancements. As he walks towards you, he explains. Oh, this noggin? Yeah. Well, lots of folks get robot parts nowadays, I suppose. Same goes for me. I was in a bar conversation that got a little animated, shall we say, and I got a laser beam straight to my skull. But some doctors popped my consciousness into this old bucket, and I was good to go. And, excuse me, madam? Yes, hi. Oh, I'm I'm Zebulon's sister, Zeptunia. Zeptunia, you have cybernetic enhanced arms, yes. Yeah, I just got sick of my old arms. Mm. So this is common common practice on Thetan planet to swap out body parts. Yeah, I guess it's pretty common. Dang, we're the only residents. <laughs> Population two, hun. A planet with only two people? That's unheard of. I'm suspicious, and I'm Gwumda. You're mining the entire planet, just the two of you? Well, dang, we found it. Well, traditionally, it would be a crew of at least 300. Buddy, yeah, if you're one of those fancy mining operations, one of those galactic conglomerates, sure, you can get a whole crew down here, but dang, it's just the two of us prospectors. We're just a simple bro and sis operation here. Would you mind showing us uh, where the light came from? Where were you drilling when the flash happened? Well, we were drilling a new hole. We were Show dri- us the hole. You want me to show you the hole? Take us to your hole. I've always been fascinated in holes. All right, we'll show you my hole. And Zebulon uh, walks you over to a small drill placed above an outcropping that is currently digging into the planet's crust. And the light came from here. Yeah, it sort of happens every time we dig a new whale. Something to do with the galaxium on this planet, I guess. Grumdust throws one of his tentacles down into the hole to see what happens. It is immediately chopped up by the spinning blades of the drill. Huh. <laughs> huh. You must turn drill off if you do not wish to suffer injury. Pumpkin, ah. you're funny with those tentacles. You better hold on to them. Don't worry, they regenerate through my consciousness. Interesting. The drill seems to be physically able of hurting one of my tentacles. <laughs> that's, that's something we should remember later uh, when considering what to do next. Wow, buddy, are you a scientist or something? I am a scientist! Wow, this guy used science to determine that a drill hurt his tentacle. <laughs> what is your plan for Galaxium once you have minded to your satisfaction? Plan? Yes, surely you must be planning something with these such large stores of Galaxium. Yeah, it's a pretty clever plan, I'd have to say. We're taking it to market. Oh, well, why anyone? Gross. What? Oh no! Legs is like putting his hand on his face and his ears, and he puts his hands down his dance belt. He's still wearing the <laughs> dance belt. Oh! Goo is coming out of all my holes! You can't see it up here, but downstairs, it's Goo Town! Doctor, come with me for a second. Maybe you can help me out with my goo hole. I don't, but Legs, if it's not coming out of. Uh... Remember your oath, Doctor! That's right. I did swear to tend to any hole. Even though I'm only expert in three. You know... Nose counts as two, Doc. Uh, Don't tell me about (laughs) the nose! (laughs) You know, you wouldn't have to worry about all that goo hole if you replaced your holes with robot holes. Hard to hear you through this goo. Come on, Doc. Excuse me, I must tend to my patient. 
All right, and then uh, it, I guess we we walk around back of the shack, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the doctor gets down on his knees to <laughs> check out that dance belt. No, no oh. need not. No, 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 don't pull it. No, no, what? don't. What you, I I would have to. You have to seize the goo. It was a, it was a gurus. A gurus. The doctor slowly stands back up. What for? I wanted to get some time alone with you. You know holes. Yes, <laughs> I know the ears, the nose, and the throat, and the sinus cavity that connects them all. And how do you look in those holes, Doc? With my eyeballs. Right, and your <laughs> instruments. What do you use to see into the holes? Oh, yes, scopes. And the scopes <laughs> use what to see? Light automaticification. Yes, light in the holes. That's how you see the holes. But the light is coming out of this hole. But what if we set light in? And it would bounce off the light coming out, and then it wouldn't be a problem? Katya... I'm a doctor. Katya thought that the light was some sort of distress signal. You think it's someone trying to see out of the a new hole? I think, yes. And if they speak with light, we can try to speak back. No, I sure try it. You're the specialist with looking at holes with light. Maybe yes. you could tell the ship to send a visible beam of light onto the planet that mirrors the signal we saw earlier. Very well, I'll get in touch with the ship. Hello, ship. Gelmir Lysander at your service. How may I help you? <laughs> it reminds me when I had a summer job when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. What is your rank, Gelmir? Rank? Hey, I, I rank, I stink. I rank. Ensign. <laughs> I'm Ensign. <laughs> Ensign Gelmar. Yeah. I have a protocol I would like to uh, relay up to the ship to turn it into a big scope to look into a hole. All right, gotcha. Uh, can you give me those coordinates real quick and I'll uh, shoot it right over to the deck? Yeah. Thanks, man. How are you doing down there today? Hey, you know, I'm having a good time on my day off, and then it turns out I have to go look into a hole oh, after all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the vocal exercise you've been giving me is really helping. It's really changed how I, you know, how I speak and breathe. I'm not getting those sore throats anymore, so thank you. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm so glad to have been helped. Um, all right. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> so, Katya believes that... See, Katya doesn't think that Rachel and Audrey actually have a friendship at all. It's more of a competition. But I've been sort of playing it that they really do like love it. Like going back to their childhood. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Katya, I don't let me speak for you. I feel like you have a backstory that I actually don't really jive with here. Well, to be honest with you, I am not entirely sure I am uh, committed to backstory I was pitching to you earlier for, um, what is her name? Audrey, yes. Yes, I am not sure I am committing to idea of her being young tennis venom. Right, okay. I mean, I think I've been taking that as just facts, because uh, we've had that one conversation about it. But I guess I've been running, we should have connected more about this then. We should have connected more about this then. The point is, our characters are not in sync right now, and we can't figure out the key to why. Right, now, doctor- here's my question. You talk so much about the fire at the Guitar Center. Yes. But we never actually see that. That only happened in the past. Yeah, I mean, that because that, uh, we don't care about the actual well, event. Would- it's what, what it did to Maxwell. And but you, this- should see, you should see Legs' Maxwell. Oh, yeah. No, he's quite good. And he's good. Yeah, and she's got, and she gets all lusty when he's doing his thing. What well, it looks think? like the reviews are in. <laughs> oh, I did not, ex- it, I was not expecting for you to hear uh, such things. Legs <laughs> talks to the miners. Well, I can assure you that Katya's performance is equally as captivating. And I can assure you that the only thing wrong with this man's penis is that it is <laughs> allergic to teal. 
Yep, turns out it's teal, and my uh, one of my penises absolutely hates it, and uh, so, but I'll be fine. Sorry. Yep. Uh, sorry, friend, you said one of? I'm sorry. Are we talking about each other's bodies in weird ways now? You're part robot and me, you know, we've all got our things going on. I don't know, sounds like you gotta get your pecker off this planet, friend. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Uh, I'll be okay. He put some cream on it, and uh, the cream's doing me uh, just fine. I'm cool and great. You gotta love the bedside manner of a physician who'll slap some cream on your pecker. Uh, Was cream magenta to cancel out teal light? Yes. Yes, it's red cream. (laughs) (laughs) I love this character so much. I'm gonna break my own neck from trying not to laugh too hard. As Uh, you're having this conversation... um, (laughs) It's red cream. Uh, Tim, what's Gelmir's number? Cream on a dick. I think Gelmir's number is also two. Gelmir is going to make a lasers roll. What'd you get, Tim? Got a one. Yeah, baby. Wow. Gelmir. Gelmir, though not trained in this field, is able to realign the sensor array, pointing a focused beam of photonic energy at one of the disused holes <laughs> on Theta 1. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, reversing the polarity of that, and then putting in the navigation system, and uh, oh, all right, and then go. With a flash, the beam extends down to the planet's surface. It blinds you, but not as strongly as the blue light that interrupted your rehearsal. For just a moment, you look away as the beam shines through into the planet's surface. Wait, did that come from Cavalier? Who knows where it came from? No! And the doctor, uh, like, pulls out his psi scanner and, like, kind of glances down at it to, like, check the readings being uh, transmitted from the ship. Zebtunia cracks her robot knuckles and takes you all in. Now, y'all wouldn't be fixing to make off with our Galaxium, would you? Because that, that wouldn't be too kind, seeing as we found it first. No, of course not. We are Vanguard. We're not thieves. We just tried to... Um, just, I got a text message. <laughs> Katya looks over at Dr. Dewey. Um, she's reading her own meter. What does she, what does she see? Make a lasers roll. Okay. I got my number, five. Amazing. Yeah. You see nothing. There's nothing on my meter. You're not, you're, you're seeing the beam, mm-hmm. but you're not seeing anything else. No, wanna, no activity underneath. Yeah, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. Are these good guys or bad guys? Can anyone truly be a good guy or bad guy okay, under capitalism? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, they are self-interested guys. They're yeah. self-interested. Shit, man. Yeah. Is it, yeah, would it be a mistake yeah. for me to attack one of them? Well, that would certainly put you at odds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's too this many mecha- questions. This mechanic is, uh, is, I'm finding the limits of it. It's fine. There should be a reading list for getting ready to ask Joe questions, and capital like dust capital is on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, that's why I asked two questions. I, mean, I, didn't I, think, I, I think I gave lecture. a good answer. I think I gave a good answer to that question. Yeah, if you read Hegel, you would know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm asking, like, should we be at odds with these people? Are they That's hostile? really up to you. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's entirely up to you. Do these people follow the Dionysian or the Apollian? <laughs> It doesn't matter because even though you get no readings, as soon as you look, a blinding blue flash erupts out of the very hole. Now you all need to make another feelings roll and see if you can escape. Yes. I got my number again. Five. I I also got my number. 
Wow. Okay. No. I, oh, legs you. rolled. Legs rolled badly. Okay. <laughs> legs failed. Groomda, Katya, and Thomas, all thanks to their Vanguard uh, space helmets, are able to avoid the punishing rays of the blue light erupting from beneath the planet's surface. Legs, who was staring right at that dang hole, <laughs> is blind as a bat once again. Katya and Thomas, you can ask me other questions, right? You both got laser feelings rolls? We did. Uh, what is the light trying to communicate? The light is not trying to communicate. The light is a reaction. Okay. What is that reaction? That like if you've asked me one Ooh. question, you get one question. Oh, come on. I said trying to communicate. You said it was a reaction. No, he's right. You asked your yeah, question. You asked your genie question. rules. I. You asked your question, Daddy. Did you say genie rules. Yes. Yeah. I hate genie, genie rules. I hate genie rules. Genie rules. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Call it. Call the game lasers and genies. Um. Yeah. yeah. Eternal youth, but not eternal. I mean, eternal life, but not eternal youth. Carly, ask your question. Okay, okay, so can you just remind me you, what you specifically asked? You said, what is the light trying to communicate? And Joe, Joe you said, said it's not a communication, it's a reaction. It's a reaction. Yeah. Is the source of the light a sentient being? And when I say sentient, I mean a, a potentially sympathetic creature that we could uh, communicate with effectively. Why does a sentient being have to be sympathetic? Fuck, just you answer the question. Come on. Question. You know what you I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to. But what, gonna, you on this show, you're going to meet puddles that are sentient, okay? <laughs> so, like, you have to, you yeah, have to you know broaden what? your horizons. The I, Aunt Carly, the answer to your question is yes. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Okay. Okay. I can still see. <laughs> <laughs> and Legs goes to, like, he, he, he is going to act as if he can see and he looks at each person where he thinks that they are and tries to make eye contact and nods and then he looks back to where he thought uh, Zebulon and Zeptunia were and Uh he says Zeptunia I'm just noticing the beautiful auburn color of your hair can you make a feelings roll and see if you pull this off Taylor rolled with his eyes closed what did I roll (laughs) oh I did it Oh, oh, you got a five. five. Yes, five. yes. I successful. I rolled my successful feelings roll. Zeptunia brushes her own ponytail and says, "Really, you think so? <laughs> I've never seen hair as beautiful as yours." She blushes, though. Legs, Is she blushing? Though legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's say. I bet you're blushing. I mean, if I were you, I'd be blushing right now. What? <laughs> The, the, the blood is, leaves her cheeks. While this is happening, um, Katja is investigating the drill to see if she can deactivate it. Yeah, there's a big switch on it. Okay, I'd like to pull the switch. While while Legs is distracting them. Who's running away quickly? <laughs> I mean, uh, take it easy. <laughs> Keep trucking. You successfully turn off the drill. Okay. Easy peasy. Am I close to the hole? Sure, it's right there. Kind of want to descend into the hole. As you do, Zebulon is going to turn and say, Now what do you think you're doing, Missy? Oh, I dropped my lucky penny into the hole. I must retrieve. Oh, it's long gone, lady. That that hole, well, that well goes all the way down to the core. Oh, I see. My mistake. Uh, good, goodbye, good luck. Uh, she 
scrambles back on Wait, top. no, no, Katya, don't give up a lucky penny. That's the most important thing in our culture. I'll just simply send my tentacle down and retrieve it for you. Wink, wink. Oh, sorry, I forgot you do the wink rather than saying it. Thank you. Thank you for your generous offer. It would be shame. She's really trying to act now. It would be shame for me to give up this childhood memory precious to me. Keep going. Feel it. Feel it. Yes, I was a child once. Same as all of you. And I was not a tennis phenom. I was overlooked second daughter. Yes, yes, yes. Keep going. Uh, tentacles. More tentacles are moving down, moving down as a groom to shh, gets about a... Uh, three inches shorter by the tentacles he's losing that are going down that dang hole. Um, Katya tries to, like, engage with legs, uh, theatrically. <laughs> yes, a second daughter, and that is reason you gave for why you and I could never be married. Do you remember how you broke my heart so? Legs? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> legs! Oh, no, I knew you were talking to me. I'm taking my time to respond. <laughs> you two had a little romance? If only he would not he would not acknowledge me as only second-born child. And you wouldn't acknowledge me as the kid that didn't burn the guitar center down. I guess, well, then I guess you wouldn't acknowledge me either. I'm the younger sister. Oh, so you know struggle well. Yes, I'll never find a husband. And you cannot stand to inherit property. None. Unless your brother, you know. Well, he's cut me into 50% of the business, I suppose. But in terms of inheritance, nothing. Oh, Is that the girl one talking? Yes. Legs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, at this point, do, um, do Groomda's tentacles interact with anything at all? Groomda's tentacles don't go as far as you think they do. They only go about 200 feet. Hmm. And once they do, you feel a draft. You feel an openness. You feel like the tentacles have entered an enormous cavern. Perhaps Theta-1 is more hollow than you realized. Hidden depths. <gasps> the actor's dream. Hmm. Um, he's going to start send some more tentacles down to try to fill out the space and see what else can be found in the hole. If you approve. Should I roll? Yeah, make a, make a laser's roll. Lasers. Yeah, because you're trying to investigate with your tentacles. I got a one. <laughs> Lasers. You have enough tentacles down there now that you are able to tap them along the outer surface of this cavern to echolocate. Yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're okay with that? Yeah. You're okay with that becoming uh, yeah, part of Groomed's tool set? Yeah. That he can uh, echolocate? Yeah, the, the, the bat's pride and joy. What, the a, what a shock. <laughs> Anyways, by echolocating, you can tell... That this cavern is massive. It is larger than almost any natural cavern you can imagine. It, you do now believe that this is the hollow center of this planet. Miles. Dozens of miles it stretches. Fabulon, how stable is this planet right now? Here's a better question. What's your dang tentacles doing in my hole? <laughs> First of all... 
second of Do all- Do I look like I'm laughing and his cold robot head stares back at you? No, you don't. But no one will be laughing when this planet blows up because there's no dang center in it anymore. You're about to destroy a planet. A planet that could have serviced life and love and theater and art, but instead you use it for cold, hard cash. More than that, my friend. And- uh, Legs has pulled his vaser and is now aiming it six feet to the left of Zebulon. <laughs> More than that, my friend. Someone's down there. and They've been hurting. See, I've been working on a thing called sense memory. Before Legs can finish that sentence, the cold metal hand of Zeptunia crunches the hand holding the vaser. Legs drops it in agony as his, the bones shatter. Stop it! Groomda, why did you do that? Katja deftly removes her EM spanner from her utility belt. She has one. She twists the knob to release an electromagnetic pulse, disrupting the cybernetics of Zebulon's cybernetic head and Zeptunia's arms. Can you make a laser's roll? And because you're proficient in this tool, I'm going to let you roll twice, Katya. You're welcome. Oh, my God, you're welcome. First, I've heard that today. Thank you so much. I'll thank you when the game is done. A four and a two. That is a double success, Carly. Pultsum! Pultsum hammer! <laughs> I did, I pulsed them! The wave shoots out from the EM spanner towards Zebulon and Zeptunia. As the wave passes through them, the wave of yellow light, they both cry out. Oh, no! Oh, no! Was that the girl one? You watch as the glowing eyes of Zebulon's head fades away, and he falls with a metallic clunk, his skull hitting the ground. Zeptunia's arms release from Legs' hand, and the weight of these metal arms that suddenly she's really feeling for the first time pull her to the ground as well. Grunda, restrain them! Restrain them? You don't need to restrain Zeb! You killed him! You killed my brother! Then restrain her! Got it, Katya. Um, his tentacles move around and uh, restrain her to the ground, um, but not her mouth or eyes, because I, I want her to yeah, see. No, I want her to speak. Yeah. Is that okay, Joe? Yeah. Okay. That's are you nice. gonna, while while you restrain her? Are you gonna do any kind of massage? Yeah. I mean, she's had a hard day. <laughs> she's had a hard day. Um. While I restrain you, do you mind if I give you a sensual massage? A massage? It will be. It's Her brother pu- just it's purely, died. Purely, purely medical. Purely, purely medical. If it's purely medical, why'd you call it sensual? Oh, I guess I guess I just, I just my brain goes there, but I say massage. The answer's no. Oh, well then I will not do any of that though. If uh, let me check in, let me check in with you real quick. We got a lot of nuts back here, so next time you get the opportunity, check in with a professional. So how do we get into that hole? Like this. Cavalier? Gelmir, on the mic. Gelmir, my, my man. Oh, Legs. Oh, hey, man. Uh, how you doing? I, 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 sorry I couldn't make it to the game the other day. I mean, I know you invited me to join the team, so I... No, it's fine. Did you give me an email about the play? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, are you going to be able to come? Oh, yeah, to, to see you perform? Of course, man. Right, and I'm sorry that the comp list is full. Oh, tell, tell Meredith that I uh, got her request to be maid of honor, and I'm confused by it. Oh, um, yeah, we should talk about that because she's the way for you. But first, yeah. Gelmer. Yeah. You know that hole you shot the beam of visible light into? Oh, yeah, I used my navigation skills. Huh? Forward to transport. Oh, uh, you sure? Put us right in the bottom. I, I trust you, Legs. You're my hero. Would you like to be my best man or? 
Okay. Um, he's going to click the button. Legs, legs had long ago hung up. <laughs> um, Gelmir clicks that button. With a flash, the four of you phase into the planet. As soon as you materialize, you are shocked by the brightness of the light, but your visors quickly adjust. You're inside a hollow cavern with crystalline walls stretching as far as the eye can see. They shimmer and sparkle. Every so often, a crystal will fall from somewhere far above and land with a resonant chime. Only Grumda has beheld somewhere more beautiful than this. But at its center of this massive, massive cavern is something truly strange. Is it? Yes, a creature resembling a scaled blue armadillo hangs weightless in the center of the core. It is curled in the fetal position and radiates blue light. You can guess that if it's stretched out to its full length, it might be 50 miles long. It occasionally cries out softly, and as it shifts, you notice a large pipe piercing its side and heading for the planet's crust. But crust might not be the best word. Perhaps eggshell is more apt. Katya drops to her knees. She is, she is overwhelmed. She has never seen this much galaxium before in its raw state. For the first time in her adult life, uh, she has a single tear. Hold on to that feeling. Use it for the state. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a big fucking lizard! Whoa, look at that big lizard. It looks like it's in pain. It must be in pain. I can tell by looking. Groomed it. This is an alien. I've seen an alien. I'm meeting another alien. One of my many dreams coming true again. How can we help this creature? It looks like there's so much pain. It looks like it is impaled by the drill. Or was impaled at one point. Doctor. We should take the drill out and then plug the body hole. Uh, Katya follows the line of the tube impaling the creature down to where it is piercing the crust of the planet. Mm-hmm. It seems the could be the, the effects of removing this pressure point could be catastrophic in terms of gravitational pull. Well, uh, teleport out, I don't know, that's your job. I'm doing the doctoring. I am just saying, if we wish to save this creature, it may need to be last thing we do before we... I see what you're saying. We should take the Galaxium out first. Well, we can just mine... Wait, yes, the Galaxium, of course. <laughs> uh, the Galaxium that we all can see. Uh, you know, we could, um... Uh... Are your eyes still buggered? No, I can see fine. She's waving at you. <laughs> A crystal falls. <laughs> no reaction. <laughs> a crystal falls about uh, an inch to the left of legs and lets out a chime. Oh, another chime so close to us. These chimes all over the place. Hard to walk without tripping over a big chime. Does Kat- can can Katya put two and two together and see that uh, removing the galaxy might be injuring this? Is that is that the case? How would I know? You can tell from its soft cries that the creature is probably in some amount of distress. Oh, I, so you're saying they they're they've drilled directly into the creature? Yes. A, so you're describing a, a straw. So yeah, it's a like, yeah. It it it's drinking this creature's milkshake. Oh. <laughs> oh. I uh, 
I have a confession to make, my friends. Are you blind? <sighs> Is that you blind? You are, you can't see no more. <laughs> Nothing gets by you, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of us can see still. Okay, great. Uh, I can't see. I was performing being able to see, based only on context clues, saying only what I heard you say about what you were able to see, making guesses thusly and therefore keeping up the ruse. But now Kasha that we're alone, I can away. be honest. <laughs> now that we're alone, I can be honest. I can't see anything. I'm afraid of <sighs> It's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't know if I can fly blind this time. I know what... Dr. Dewey? Yes? Oh, who was speaking before? Katya. Katya. <sighs> Afraid I'm flying blind again. Um, uh, Groomda throws a tentacle onto Legs' eyes and begins to massage. Ah! <laughs> just relax. Just, just relax, Legs. I'm Katya, not... get your hands off me. What the hug? Help. Groomda, make a feelings roll. That's a laser's feelings. Wow. Not that they don't feel great, but I can't help but feel this isn't the time. There's a big lizard and all these chimes around. Legs. <laughs> Legs, you realize as it wipes away that it's not Katya's hands, in fact. It was a tentacle from Groomda because you can you can see it. Groomed. And in fact, he's corrected your vision. <laughs> Legs reaches up and pops out two contact lenses. <laughs> I've been having to keep these secret from the vanguard since <laughs> I lied about my age to get into the academy. How old are you? What? <laughs> Who's speaking? Um, uh, Tim, you can ask yeah. a question. Oh, um, yeah, how can we help this creature? I mean, I would, I would take that dang pipe out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Holy shit, look at this lizard! You guys were underselling how big the lizard was. Remember, this is the most beautiful place you have ever seen. Look, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen to go from. The darkness to this. <laughs> Space. And a pretty good day off. So why don't we get that straw out of that lizard? What if we, what if we ask the cavalier to transport it into the ship? We're moving it from uh, the, the... It's bigger than the ship. It's bigger than the ship. Ah, well, let's, what if we transport it into space? We could just reverse the drill. And that's why you are the expert on the whole stuff. Because of your understanding of the instruments themselves that we use so indelicately with the whole... Are we just going to... I understand desire to save cute large creature, but are we really going to not take advantage of huge source of galaxium right now? With a rumble, you hear the drill return to life. It begins spinning, and you see the creature cry out, and you recognize an agony on its face. Um, is there a way for Katja to uh, teleport to the surface again? I would contact the dang cavalier. Cavalier! Gelmeyer Lysander at your service. <laughs> this is Katya Bushnikova. Oh, hey, Katya. How you doing? Please teleport me to surface right away. Gotcha. Okay, got it. And also just want to check in. Did you want fish? Did She's you want hung up. Okay. <laughs> People do not respond to these requests. These RSVPs are very clear. Gilmar, make that four. RSVP to the surface of the planet. Right, but that I get that you're being funny, but could you also just please Katya, RSVP? Katya uh, hangs up on, on Lex's uh, com. What invitation are you all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> With a flash. <laughs> With a flash, you all teleport back. 
to outside of Zebulon's shack. My phaser's been crushed. And standing in the distance, you see Zeptunia, now armless, having freed herself from her cybernetic arms. She stands by the drill, holding a vaser in her mouth. Kach is going to draw her vaser and shoot. With a flash, Katya's vaser zings out towards Zeptunia, hitting her in the thigh. She yells, and the vaser falls from her mouth. She screams at Katya. Fuck you, vanguard assholes! You killed my dang brother! And Zeptunia gets on her knees and tries to get that vaser back in her mouth. Um, Katya's going to run over to her and try to kick it away. Okay. Before she does, Zeptunia's going to get it in her mouth. She's very good with her mouth. Okay. And she's going to fire. Gross. <laughs> Whoa, bud. She's gonna... She didn't need those arms after all. They were holding her back. <laughs> she's going to fire at Katya. Katya, make a feelings roll to see if you can dodge. Okay. A six. You dodge. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Katya... She was firing from her mouth. She doesn't have good aim. She's good with her mouth, but not that good. Katya tucks and rolls and uh, starts uh, and is going to fire again. Okay, make a laser's roll. You strike her chest with the vaser, and she falls unconscious to the ground. <laughs> exactly what blowing a hole in someone's chest does. It does. It's not a. You didn't blow a hole in her chest. Uh, she said it to. She said it to kill. Unconscious. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, death is a kind of unconsciousness. Okay. She falls unconscious to the ground. Yay! Yay! Katja runs over grabs the dropped vaser, pockets it, and then starts to pilot the drill. Great. Make a lasers roll. I'm going to roll under your number. One, baby! Wait, Katya! What do you want? (sighs) You know what helps me fly blind? Your big size? A little massage. Groomda? I don't need I thought you would know us! Throws throws tentacles over and starts massaging Katya. Now, I want to just express that this is probably the hardest back you've ever felt. Okay, then I should probably roll for this, right? Okay, probably. And last time I got to do two because it's my expertise. But this is a harder back than even your expertise is prepared for, so you're only going to get to roll once. Okay, I respect that. I'm rolling. Wait, aren't you a two? I am a two. That's your number! (laughs) That's a laser feelings. You win! That's the biggest win! Groomda. When your tentacles reach that back, it's like nothing you've ever felt before. It's like you're handling a wooden plank. This is harder and firmer and tighter than anything you could have possibly imagined. And, uh, Carly, I'm going to let you describe how Katya feels as this is happening to her. I want you to describe what happens to her. Um, The initial instinct when Katya feels her solid rock of a back being prodded is kill. She she hears sirens in her ears and that eventually gives way to something strange to her. Music. She hears swelling orchestras and timpani and her rock hard muscles start to give and become more supple and muscle like. She Let's out a shuddering breath. Oh my goodness. And then as she's piloting, the drill says, Legs! The lines! The lines! Save him! Uh, sure. Just tell Rachel. I need to talk to her. 
For the last time, Max. N.O. Not gonna happen. Not in this life or the next. Are we doing the play? Yes, do the play. Oh, uh, uh, here we go again. Another sermon. And so what if it is a sermon? Dad, I know it scares you, but you have to start thinking about what comes next. Ever since... Ever since Mom... <gasps> She's off book. I'm not ashamed of my faith, Dad. And you can taunt and sneer and mock, but you of all people should know that the pain you don't deal with stays here. Sticking to the people you leave behind like glitter on glue. And then she uh, thrusts the, like she pulls the lever on the drill, uh, turning, it, uh, turning it backwards, trying to draw it out of the creature. It succeeds. Yay! You feel a deep, a deep shudder as the drill separates from the creature. Hey, Cavalier. You're speaking to Gilmar. You might want to tell everybody to put their sunglasses on. Take a look out the starboard side. Whoa, what the? Oh, oh shit. Ah, no, I can see you. I can see. No, I, no, I can shut see. Shut up, you. Gilmar. I can see. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, dude, I can, I can actually see. Meanwhile, so. you all feel beneath you a distinct trembling and watch as the planet's surface begins to crack, deep fissures appearing all around you. We need to get out of here! Hello, is the line still open uh, for to teleport back to the ship? Oh dear. Gilmar has been incapacitated by bright light. Hello, who is speaking? Um, <laughs> yes, hello, Sir Count. Uh, this is Dr. Dewey. Uh, four to beam aboard, please. Dread count, make that five. And uh, the fifth one, straight to the brig. Oh, yes, of course, we have medical emergencies. Yes, uh, uh, four, what, he... Yes, it has been taken into consideration. It's happening right now. Thank you. And with that all-too-familiar flash, you all disappear, reappearing on the bridge of the Cavalier. Room that's on the bridge! <laughs> you watch from the safety of the bridge as cracks appear all along the planet's surface. Blinding light appears to shine through for a moment before the view screen can adjust. Suddenly, the Cavalier is rocked as the surface of the planet explodes! The creature at its center is all that's left. It cries out across space itself, stretches its huge length. It is indeed almost 100 miles long and incredibly bright. For a moment, you might think this was a binary star system, but after a moment, the light fades into a very soft glow. The creature looks, opening its eyes for the first time, and takes in the cavalier. Its head cocks to one side, like a dog when you say treats. <laughs> then it turns away. Stripes along its sides glow for a moment, and then with a, with a sound you are shocked to call familiar, the creature enters hyperwarp. It is gone in the blink of an eye, to where no one knows. Now that's what I call a show. Nearby space glitters with the dispersed galaxium left behind by the creature's hatching. We must harvest! Um, and Koch is going to start uh, using the... Um using the controls on her dashboard to try and uh, draw the Galaxium in to the ship. Great. You managed to um, you managed to gather about two weeks more fuel. Nice. Wow. To think that we all got to witness two incredible births today. 
That's amazing, phenomenal space creature. Perhaps we'll never understand. And perhaps the best damn actress on this ship. Oh, legs, you do not have to call yourself actress. <laughs> <laughs> Call times in five minutes! <laughs> what adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings. Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Stars of Space. Thread Count 900, Liberty Balboa, and Albany Kids Menu journey to a planet far simpler than any they've ever known. But not everyone is making it back. This episode will be available only on our Patreon. It is coming soon. Subscribe today.